0: Two openings this morning in the Word of God to the book of Acts, the first chapter, and then Second Timothy, the first chapter. Acts one and second Timothy one. Acts one and second Timothy one. Now we began a series recently here called True witness true witness and we've already covered uh, quite a bit of ground if you haven't been with us you can get those previous messages and get caught up with us it it would be worth your time and go online is the quickest easiest way to do it you can download it, it won't cost you anything or you can also hear it at the at the church go back to the word supply and, and get a CD or DVD again won't cost you anything and around here we have a saying no cost means uh, no excuse for not having it, not knowing it, not getting it. So, uh, Acts, the first chapter in our text, in uh, verse 8, Acts 1 8, uh, they had asked Jesus if he was, after now he has been raised from the dead, and they've seen him, they were eyewitnesses of him being alive after being dead. And uh, they asked him, was he going to restore the kingdom to Israel at that time? And he told them it wasn't for them to know the times and seasons that the Father has put in his power. And you got to watch about trying to guess the dates on some things and the times, because some of these things are simply not revealed to us. And so conjecture is uh, futile and uh, we need to focus on the things he did show us, tell us about. He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. What is this power for? It's an empowerment, an enablement to be a witness. Yeah. You'll receive power. Somebody say power. You receive power after that the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You'll be what? Witnesses. Now, uh, another translation said it like this uh, the Living Bible. The Living Bible says, When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll receive power to testify about me with great effect. You'll receive power. So it won't just be you testifying in your own strength only, but there'll be something added to your testifying. There'll be something on top of your testimony. Holy Spirit power, right, that will cause that testimony to have great effect. Instead of no effect, or not much effect, great effect, great effect. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Now, the Weist translation puts it like this. Weist translation says, you shall receive power of the kind that God has and exerts after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be those who testify of what they have seen and experienced, my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. You'll be those who testify of what they have seen and experienced. That's what qualifies you to be a witness, as that you have seen it, and experienced it, and you are empowered to testify to it. Now, uh, go with me to 2 Timothy then, 2 Timothy the first chapter, and verse 7. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now, how many realize if God didn't give it to you, you don't have to have it? If God didn't give it to you, you shouldn't receive it. Hmm? Just because something is sent to you doesn't mean you have to accept it. Hmm? (laughs) Somebody shows up at your door with a great big box of stuff and it's got big labels on it, warning. (laughs) Hazardous, right, or whatever. (laughs) You say, what is that? They say it's some of the deadliest virus in the world. Well, no, no thanks. Well, it's a bunch of illegal this. It's a bunch of contraband. Do you have to accept it? <laughs> no, you say, no, no, I didn't order that. That's not mine. Take it away right now. I many of you need to do that spiritually? You need to, There are some things that will show up at your doorstep, and you didn't order it, and you didn't ask for it. But if you'll receive it, you'll have it. I said, if you'll receive it, you'll have it. You'll have to deal with it and put up with it. Ah, but if you'll stand your ground. The Bible says resist the devil. What would happen? He'll He'll leave. He has to go. You say, no, you don't. Don't bring that around here. That's not for me. I didn't order that. I'm not receiving it. God didn't give us what? The spirit of fear. Other translations say of timidity. Now, that's saying the same thing. Fear is evil. Now, you'll have a lot of Christians tell you that a little fear is good. That's a lie. That's a lie. You don't need any fear. And you don't have to have any fear. Now, a lot of people don't believe that either. They believe, well, you know, everybody's got fears hear how quiet it just got? Well, everybody's got fears. Now, listen to the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear once in a while. Because everybody does. Huh? Because everybody... I mean, you just can't help it sometimes. Right? 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 I mean, sometimes you just get scared. Everybody gets scared sometimes, right? (laughs) Now, here's the thing fears will come. I said they will come. But again, do you have to receive them? Do you have to yield? That's the thing folks have not understood. They've not understood. And you deal with symptoms of fear, just like you deal with symptoms of anything you shouldn't have. You resist it. It's not a matter of feeling or emotion. It's a matter of will and choice. What did he say? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What did he say? I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. We might say it like this. I won't fear any, any evil. I will not fear any evil. I will. Will. It's a matter of your will. Not your feelings. Not your emotions. While we're on this, let's just finish it a little bit. Go with me to John, the book of John. Gospel account of John. And the uh, 14th chapter. John 14 and 1. Said, Let not your heart be troubled. You know, some modern translations say, uh, they add to things like this and say, Try. Have you, have you noticed some of the modern translations? I'll oftentimes use the word try or do you best, that's a bad translation. God never told you to try to do anything. Amen. Try would imply either He didn't know whether you could or not or even if He told you to, you might not be able to do what He told you to do. How many know neither of those can be true? Either God knows or He doesn't and either He's fair or He's not. How many believe He knows whether you can or not? And how many believe he's fair, he wouldn't tell you to do something that you couldn't do? Amen. His commands are enablings. Amen. If you couldn't do it before he told you, mm. when he told you, now you can. Because yes. with the command comes the enablement, comes the power to be able to do it. Yes. Amen. So what did he say? Understood subject here is you. You are not to let... You are not to allow your heart to be troubled. That's right. Can you do that? Yes. I said, can you do that? Yes. A lot of people would tell you you can't. Well, I, just sometimes I get upset, and, and I don't mean to, but hey, I'm human. <laughs> Jesus said, don't let it happen. Amen. Did he or not? Yes. Oh, I'm lo- am, am I losing some folks in here this morning? Now, see, you can believe what you want to believe. You can believe what other people tell you. You can believe what you've experienced in the past. Or or you can believe what Jesus said. And if you will believe what he said, no matter how impossible it may seem or feel to you, you can live a different life. You can live on another plane. You can walk by faith. You can walk in victory. You do not have to be scared all the time. You do not have to be gripped with worry and anxiety and frustration. You can have the peace that passes understanding keeping your heart and mind in the midst of a storm. You can be in the eye under the secret place of the most high. Come on, you can you can be under the shelter and covert of his wings. But it'll be because you chose, I said you chose as an act of your will not to yield to those feelings and those thoughts. What did Jesus say? Don't let your heart be troubled. If he said don't let it be troubled, what does that mean? It means with his help, I can do that. I cannot let my heart be troubled. Skip on down to the uh, 27th verse, same chapter. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. How are we going to be able to do this? Because he has given us his very own peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. You cannot find this in the world. You can't find it in a bottle. You can't find it in a pill. You can't find it on a couch. Come on, are you listening to me? You can't find this anywhere except in Christ. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Give I to you. And again he says, he's already said it one time, but he says it again. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you have to be troubled? You can, with his help and with his peace, not be troubled no matter what's going on. Neither let it be what? Afraid. Afraid. Now friend, here's the thing. People don't understand the difference between the enemy bringing something to you and you receiving it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Do you reckon walking through the valley of the shadow of death you might see some things and hear some things and feel some things that were disconcerting, that could be alarming? Hmm? But what's the rest of the verse? I will fear no evil. I will not yield to it. What that means, I don't care. If uh, the hair is standing straight up on the back of your neck. I don't care if goose bumps are double parked on your arms. I don't care if your knees are bumping together. You don't say, well, I can't help it. I can't help it. No, no. It's not too late. You're in the midst of the battle. Yes. It's what you choose to do right now that makes it or breaks it. Amen. You decide to walk by faith not by feeling, and you say, I don't care what I see, I don't care what I feel, I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. Come on, you need to learn to say it out loud. Fear, I resist you. Sure, you're going to feel some things. Sure, there's some thoughts going to come to you and some emotions. You need to be able to say it through tears. You need to be able to say it through alarming symptoms and bad reports. You need to be able to come up strong inside you and say, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what I see. I don't care what this feels like. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Fear, get out of here. Fear, I resist you. Leave. I trust God. Amen. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. He's with me. His peace is in me and on me, and it keeps my heart. Now, you got to say this when your knees are knocking. Are y'all with me? You got to say this when you're being gripped, when you feel paralyzed. And friend, you watch this. As surely as you'll do this, As surely as you'll do this, comfort will come on you. Peace will come on you. Strength will begin to come up in you. You can't wait till you feel the peace to do it. That's not how it works. You do it while you feel bad. Then, then, the peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. Jesus' personal peace that he gave me will keep my heart, will keep my mind. Keep
1: my mind.
0: Glory, to Glory to God. Come on, I want you to say it again. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I, shall not walk. I shall not walk. Yea, though I walk, yea, though I walk through, the valley through the valley of the shadow of, the shadow of death, of death. I refuse to, fear. I,
1: refuse
0: to fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. I will fear nothing. I will fear, I will fear no evil. Because you are with me. You'll never leave me. You'll never, You'll never, me. Forsake, me. You'll never forsake me. Your rod. Your, rod. Your, staff. Your staff. Your power. Your, power. Your presence. Comforts me. Comforts me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Comforts me. Comforts me. Comforts me. who Glory to God. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, that's nowhere in my notes. <laughs> but it is good. Don't you think it's good? <laughs> Go with me, please. We were we're there in, you were there in 2 Timothy, weren't you? 2 Timothy 1 7. Let's finish reading this. God has not given us what? The spirit of fear. So since He didn't give it to us, we don't have to have it. It'll come. Thoughts will come. Feelings will come. But you don't have to receive them. Never do you just throw up your hands and start crying your eyes out and saying, I I can't help it, it's too much. Never, 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 never. Do you or me or any of us ever have to do that? If you do that, you are choosing to yield to it. And oh, when you do, it's going to get sure enough bad now. It's going to go from bad to worse quick. I didn't say it was easy. But if you want victory in the midst of it, you got to resist it. Hallelujah. Uh, you got to stand up. You got to get yourself by the nap of the neck. You got to get yourself by the ear and say, I am not yielding to this. Amen. This is fear.
1: Yes.
0: It didn't come from God. Yes. I'm not having this. Yes. Yes. I, I refuse to fear. Amen. Fear, I resist you. Yes. And God didn't give it to us. What did God give us? Not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of of power and of love and of sound mind. That doesn't sound like being scared, does it? Are or, or your heart being troubled? Sound mind. And and he goes on to say, verse 8, Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. That That's part of spirit of power, love, and sound mind. It, does that sound like our text? Acts 1.8, you will receive power. After the Holy Spirit's come on you and, and you'll be a witness, you'll give testimony. And he's telling him this timidity, obviously, that Timothy had been dealing with. He said, that's not from God. You hear a lot of people say, well, I, I'm just, that's that's not me. I'm not outgoing and I'm not this and I'm not that. Quit making excuses for fear. Hmm? Hmm? Just because you've yielded to it and it's got you in that mess, doesn't mean you ever had to be that way. (laughs) Did I lose somebody there? (laughs) It's Jesus' words to everybody. God didn't give us the spirit of timidity. Now fear is manifested in different levels. When we hear fear, people tend to think of full-blown terror and panic and that is fear, high levels of fear. But a little bit of dread is fear too. <laughs> a little bit of dread, a little bit of timidity, that's fear also. And how much of, how much of it do we have to have? None. Why God didn't give it to us. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. And uh, that's why Paul, as much as he knew, he said, pray for me that I may speak the word boldly. Boldly means confidently, you know, without any timidity, or not arrogantly, but yet confidently, no fear. Somebody say "No no fear. Can you do what you're supposed to do with no fear? See, me, anybody, uh, in any situation, could let fear begin to get in and and let it grow until it paralyzed you. I mean, you might not think so with me standing up here talking to you like I am right now, but I could, I'm not going to, but I could go home today and, and say, man, I made so many mistakes. What if I make worse mistakes? What if I mess up? I just don't know if I can do it. Hmm? You understand what I'm saying? And you get to thinking about things and you get to scrutinizing and examining every little thing and going, I just, I, man, I, I'm i I'm not fit to do it. I, I can't. And, and, and if I ever let it come out of my mouth, I, I don't know if I can. I can't. If you say you can't, if you believe you can't, then you'll get to where you can't. You really will. You'll get to where you are so uh, disrupted and so disturbed and, and, and you got no confidence. And if you do that, there won't be any anointing on it. you got to do what you do with faith. And faith does it confidently. This is the confidence that we have in him. Right? And so you got, man, you got to catch that fear stuff, uh, the first vestige or smell of it, and you got to jump on it with both feet. And you say, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. Now I will never say I can't do what I'm supposed to do. What you'll hear me say is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what I feel, no matter how I've messed up, I can do whatever I need to do. And if I will do it in faith confidently, then comes the anointing. Then comes the anointing on it. You'll receive power. Hallelujah. And you'll be witnesses unto me. Skip down. Hallelujah. Looks like my message may be getting changed this morning. (laughs) But that's all right. That's all. Right. I'm not the boss. I'm not the boss. You already knew that, right? Uh, I used to, I used to do that a lot in the first days of my ministry. I probably said it way too much. I'd, I'd study. I'd prepare. I'd, I, you know. And then I'd, I'd do like I'm doing right now. You know, I'd, 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 I'd go off on a, uh, a side track, and, and then I'd say, well, this is not my message, but, I spend half my time on it. This is not my message, but. Well, this is not my message, but I must have said it 50 times. And, and finally one day I said it and I'm speaking. And, and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, Son, if I say that's your message, that's your message. <laughs> it's because you studied for something. I don't mean everything. So I quit saying that. <laughs> How many know you need to operate the same way? I don't care what you've planned. Or what kind of thing you got set up or what you're counting no, on. You, in order to be led by the Spirit, you must be flexible. I said you've got to be flexible. Got to be. If if you're, if you're the type that once you got it planned and once you got it set, it's got to happen that way, then you're going to miss God again and again. Because even if you know where to start, He didn't tell you everything. And that's part of walking by faith, is He'll tell you, take this step, and you'll go, well, what comes next? And you'll hear nothing, nothing. (laughs) silence, because you know all you need to know to walk by faith. And you're not going to find out what comes next until you take that step. And when you take that step, then the next one comes. Go with me to Philippians, the fourth chapter. And I'm just going to forget about my notes for, for right now. Hallelujah. They're good, I tell you that, they're good. And, and maybe you can come back, right? And we'll see if we get into it at another time. But on the uh, Philippians 4, let's, let's, let's go to this for right now. I tell you what, how about this? go to Matthew 6 <laughs> and, and we'll work our way over to Philippians 4. Matthew 6. How many times did the Lord or his angel or his prophet or his messenger or Jesus when he was dealing with people say to individuals, fear not. Huh? Don't be afraid. How many times? How many times? Many times scores and scores of times in the Old Testament and in the New. Fear not. Fear not. In uh, dire situations where there was pressure and and death and destruction and and people would come for help, sometimes that's the very first thing he'd tell them. He'd look them in the eye and say, don't be afraid. You remember when uh, they came and they told Uh, Jesus, the man, you know, had asked him to come minister to his daughter and they came and said, uh, she's dead. Too late. She's dead. Don't bother the master any further. Remember what the Lord said to him? He looked him in the eye. What did he say? Fear Fear not. Only believe. Well, now let's just stop right here. Why would he tell him that? Is his fearing or not fearing, his believing or not believing, a determining factor in what's going to happen next. Is it? If it's not, then it's not necessary for Jesus to say this to him. Jesus would just say, you know, cry all you want to, I'm going to fix this, and you'll be okay in a minute. Right? It's not a problem if you lose it. I'm going to take care of it. If that were true, It wouldn't be important. Why would he have emphasized it? But you can see they're making progress. He's headed to the house. They're expecting a good outcome, but now they tell him she's dead. Too late. Well, when you hear that your daughter is dead, what kind of feelings come with that? What kind of emotions? Huh? What, what What kind of things are hitting this man? and Jesus come on can you put yourself in the man's place yes. Jesus is looking him in the eyes what do he tell him fear not. don't be afraid don't be afraid is it does it matter if you're afraid or not oh, yeah. can you help it whether you're afraid or not yes. yes you can don't be afraid fear not only believe what's he saying Don't quit me now. We've come this far. Don't give up now. Don't yield to this fear and quit me. Hmm? Give me some faith to work with. Give me something to confirm. Right? Don't quit me. And apparently the man did. And they went on to the house and praise God she was raised from the dead and healed. But I'm saying that to say this, it matters whether you and I yield to fear or not. It affects the outcome of the situation. And in the the trials of life, when you hear that bad report, something just happened and it's bad. You just got a bad report of some kind, fear will come on you. Thoughts and emotions and feelings will try to flood you. Can you remember what Jesus said in a time like that? What would Jesus tell you? Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Then what would he look at you? What would come out of his eyes? What would come out of his face? What would come out of his mouth? What would he tell you? What would he tell you? He would tell you. He would call your name Keith. Don't be afraid. Boy. You know, do not fear. Believe me. See, if you're fearing, you're not believing. And if you're believing, you're not fearing. And it's not something beyond our control, it's a choice. Come on, can you see this? It's a choice. I choose right now, I'm going to fear and I'm going to fall apart and I'm going to give up and say it's the end, it's hopeless, nothing can be done, it's terrible, it's awful. Hmm? And if I do that, I'm stuck in it. I'm just like any unbeliever in the world. I'm stuck. There will be no help coming. Or, I said or, or I get a hold of myself. I get a hold of my mind. I get a hold of my emotions. I get a hold of my mouth. Come on, are you listening to me? And I say, no, fear, I resist you in the name of Jesus. We had preached on some of these things uh, oh, a year or two ago in, a, in one of our meetings, our, our yearly meetings. And a good pastor friend of mine up in the Northeast was there. And he wasn't a couple of months later They sent word, and by the time we heard it, some things had already happened. His young son, adult son, had been in a terrible car accident. And the word was that he was either dead or virtually dead, and there was no hope. And when he heard it, and his wife heard it, they looked at each other, and they said, Don't fear. Come on, are you all with me? Is that the way people, most people in the world respond? No. no, it is not. No, it is not. But they knew, and they had just been in service where this was being. The Lord was talking to us about it, and they looked at each other and they said, "Don't you fear? We're not going to fear. We're not going to fear. He's going to live. He's going to live and not die. He's going to be good." And so they they went to. To where they could see about him and got in the car, but they're but they're refusing. I mean, they're tempted. He, he described it to us, didn't you? You're tempted to just freak out, but if you do, you're going to lose your opportunity to get a miracle. And so they uh, they begin to speak the word. They begin to speak faith to each other. They begin to speak. The outcome's going to be good. The outcome's going to be good. And when they got there, it looked terrible, and it was bad. But then, in a few minutes, they found out it was better than they thought it was going to be. Mm. And then another hour or two, it was way better than anybody thought it could be. And then by the end of the day, well, he's in the hospital. The next couple of days, well, it's, it's bad. It's bad. But then, well, no, it's not that bad. Well, then it's it's, it's he's going he's going to he's got a good chance of of some recovery. Well, no, he's got a good chance of uh, full recovery. Well, no, he's got. Yeah. And he's home, and he's sound, and he's strong. Isn't that amazing? I've seen it over and over and over again. And, and so many times the battle is won or lost in that moment when you hear that devastating report. You hear it. It slaps you. All the feelings rush in. And in that moment, you got a choice to make. What are we going to do? We're going to fall apart? We're going to give up? Or are we going to believe God? It's won or lost. Can you see why Jesus is looking at this man? Everything stopped. He looked at him. What did he tell him? Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. believe. You lost your job. Fear not. They say you've got cancer. Don't you dare go to the house and pull the shades. Come on, are you listening to me? Don't you dare lay down and cry. Well, I'm only human. Do you want to die with it? Do you want to perish like most people do? Then you've got to do something different than other people do. You cannot afford to act pitiful. You cannot afford to get on the phone with people and let them feel sorry for you. Come on, are you listening? For an hour. You cannot afford that. You do and you'll perish. You got to get yourself by the ear. Right? Drag yourself over to the mirror. You say, look at here, boy. God has done too much for you. For you to fall apart now come on you've been in some scrapes in the past already you have seen what the Lord can do come on you know you know you have and the one who has brought you this far he is going to take you the rest of the way if 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 I won't fear if I won't doubt but if I will just believe just believe Can can you believe? Yes, Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Sometimes it's as simple as this. You may not know the details. God will show you. He'll lead you and give you the details as you walk it out. But you just start with this general, basic, solid, strong faith. What? It's going to be okay. I don't know how, but it will. You just watch. You just watch. We're going to come out of this. Or well, is anybody in here believing with me? Yes, yes, yes. We, we're we coming out of this. Yeah. It may look bad. But when, when everything's said and done, when the dust clears, right. yeah. we're going to be standing here yes. with our miracle, with our answer. Right. Yeah. It may look bad. It may feel bad. It may look hopeless. It may look impossible. But we can come out of this thing without even the smell of smoke.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Glory to God. Glory to God. Say it out loud. Fear not. Only believe.
1: Glory
0: to God. Did you find Matthew 6? Now, it'll help us tremendously if we will not wait until Christ's time to practice this. That's
1: <laughs> right.
0: We need to practice this daily yes. with little fears, yes. little things. And if we get used to living this way, then when something else comes up, we'll already be in fear not mode. Amen. We'll, already, we'll already have ourselves trained yes. how to respond. And Matthew 6 is talking about this. In Matthew 6, down in verse 25... Matthew 6 25, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. Amen. Now thought has to do with anxious, fearful thought. Worrying, anxiety, and fear. Take no anxious, worrying, fearful thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. It is not the life more than food, it is not the body more than clothes. I'm going to know if, what we were talking about earlier. If God gave you a body, surely he will give you some clothes to put on. Right? If He gave you a body and sustains it, surely he will give you some food to put in it. Right? Right? Somewhere to park it at night. Right? But the reason why so many people are just basket cases when the evil report comes is because they practice fear daily. They worry about everything. Hmm? Where are we going to get it? How are we going to get it? What are we going to do? I don't know what in the world we're going to do. You know, that payment's due in, in, in uh, 30 days. <laughs> Doesn't that mean you just made one? Yeah, but it's coming up again. It's coming up again. I don't know what we're going to do. And just worry about it all month. Hmm? And have you seen the price of gas? And food. Dear me. Gallon of milk. Loaf of bread. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Well, how high is it going to go? What if it goes up? What What if gas goes to... $5 five dollars a gallon what if it does 750 dear Lord I couldn't leave the house if you say so I'm gonna leave the house if it goes to ten dollars a gallon I'm gonna have twenty dollars if you've got more, what does it matter? I don't care if it was a dollar a gallon and you only had 50 cents, you're in trouble. But if it's $10 a gallon and you got 25, you're good. So instead of fussing about that, you just need to have faith to have more and to operate at a higher level and try to, instead of trying to adjust the world to your fixed income. I think you'll be more successful yes. believing God to raise up your your operational right? Resources to the point where it's just not a deal for you. Even if it is more. It's not a deal because you got more. <laughs> but you're not going to get more and operate with more if you worry about it all the time. Is, he, is Jesus talking about a way of life that is worry-free. Yes. A way of life that is care-free. Yes. And the reason why people fail the big tests when they hit is because they practice fear every day. Mm-hmm. They worry when there's no logical reason to worry. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's a lot of people think in their minds it's twisted, but they think it's somehow a good Christian thing to worry I just worry about y'all all the time. People say, bless your heart, you're such a good Christian. Worry doesn't prove you care. If you're a child of God who knows the Word, it proves you're stubborn and won't do what the Lord told you to do. Hmm? If you really do care about people, You want to do something that helps them. That actually helps them. Huh? Whose bill did you ever help get paid by worrying about it? Huh? Who did you ever help get healed by worrying and fearing and crying and losing sleep and pacing the floor? Who did you ever help with that junk? Nobody. And you never will. So if it can't help anybody, why do it? If it's not going to help them, and it's contrary to what the Lord told us to do, why do it? I'm asking a question. Why do it? Do, do many people do it? Do many, many church-going people do it? Oh, all the time worry 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 fear 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 and if you practice that you'll be full of fear all the time and when something big comes up you're not going to do the right thing you're just going to fall apart because you're already full of fear you're already used to yielding to it on a daily basis how many think we ought to practice resisting fear on a daily basis right and then when something comes up we're ready we're already in the resisting fear gear and mode. Yeah, that's right. Keep reading this. Keep going. Yeah. He said, take no thought. Behold the fowls of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Is he telling us to be like the birds? Yes. <laughs> Do they worry? No. Huh? Huh? You ever come out of the house and seen some birds sitting on a telephone wire, power line wire, I should say, out in the tree and overheard them discussing with each other? They said, man, man, I just don't know what we're going to do. You know, it's dry this year. Have you seen how few seeds there are out there? I don't know what we're going to do. It seemed like that trip south is getting harder every year. I mean... (laughs) Have you ever heard the birds? Huh? Do you imagine that they're spending any time worrying about where their next meal is coming from, how they're going to make it through the year? They spend zero time, zero time worrying about tomorrow or even the rest of the day. Is Jesus telling us to be like that? I said, is he telling us to be like that? They just expect it to be there. Right? I said they just expect it to be there. They fly over there and expect it to be there. Could you and I operate that way? Just expect it to be there. What? Your food, your clothes, your housing, your rent, your money. Come on, are you with me? Just expect it to be there. And if any thoughts come to you, just say it out loud. It'll be there. It'll be there. We'll have it. We'll have plenty and extra. We'll have more than enough. Right? Hmm? He feeds the birds, and I'm better than a bird. Huh? If he feeds them, he'll feed me. Birds are eaten all over the world, fat birds. Is that right? We got fat birds. Is that right? <laughs> Say it out loud. Birds are eating. Birds are eating. I'm gonna eat too. I'm gonna eat too. I'm gonna eat too. Gonna eat too. <laughs> Keep going. Now, I know some of this sounds humorous, but is this important? Yes. Oh man, this this is live or die, sink or swim important. Why? Because you've got to practice a lifestyle day in, day out of no worry, no anxiety, resisting all fear. And if you practice that, then when serious things come up, you're ready to deal with it. You'll do the right thing. You'll fear not, only believe. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? That's what we're talking about. What can you change by worrying about it? Worrying is futile. Worrying is vain. And if you know the word, it's worse than that. It's rebellion and stubbornness because you know the Lord told you not to. Right? And all of us have made mistakes in these areas, but how many think we ought to take the Lord seriously about this? Because He's not telling us to make it hard for us. He's telling us so we can have our answers. We can get our help. We We can overcome instead of being overcome. He said, why take thought for your clothes? He's already talked about what you eat. Why worry about your clothes? Well, it's not so much my clothes, it's the kids. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Well, it's, you know, it's college. How in the world are we going to be able to afford that? Same thing. How much college tuition are you going to come up with with worry?" What if you start worry early in the morning and you put in a good solid 12 hours of worry every day? How much tuition money is that going to bring you? Not only will it not bring you any money, it can actually keep it from coming to you. Why take thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies. Who's talking here? Who's talking here? Jesus, the head of the church, when he says, consider the lilies, what should you do? You should become a studier of lilies at that point. You should say, look at them lilies. What about them? What about them? Look how they grow. Look how they don't work. (laughs) They don't punch a clock. Huh? They don't work. They don't spin. And yet, I say to you that Solomon, who was a snappy dresser, yes, <laughs> Solomon had style, man. Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. You ever seen a beautiful field? Hmm? And I, uh, verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? oh ye of little faith. You need to quit talking about mother nature. It's not mother nature feeding the birds and clothing the hills. It's God. I said, it's God, creator of the heavens and the earth. And if he's feeding the birds, he's going to feed me too. They eat all over the world every day. So I'm going to eat every day that I need to. As long as I live, I'm going to have it. And I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to lose one. I don't care if, if milk goes to $30 a gallon. I will have more than I need. Is that right? If eggs go to $5 a piece, I'll have plenty of money. Plenty of money? Plenty of money. Plenty of money. Plenty of food, not only for myself, but to help other people. And I'll have plenty of good clothes to wear my whole life long. My kids will have plenty of good clothes. My grandkids will have plenty of good clothes. So how much are you gonna worry about that? None. Not one bit. I'm gonna worry the same amount the birds do. I'm gonna worry and struggle the exact same amount the lilies do. Hmm?
1: Hallelujah.
0: I'm living the bird lily style of li- of life. What's your philosophy? Well, it's more of a bird lily thing. <laughs>
1: That's
0: how I live. <laughs> That's how I live. <laughs> I, I had a fellow follow me around. Uh, this is 20 plus years ago when I was working in healing school there at Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry, studying about what we did there. And he followed me around for a week. And at the end of the week, we came into my office at the end of the day. And I kind of sat down behind the desk and put my Bible on the side there. I said, Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us today. And he looked at me. He'd been kind of quiet. He's a minister himself. He said, Brother Keith, can I say something to you? I said, Sure. He said, If you're any more laid back, you'd be in a coma. <laughs> I said, Thank you very much. We which have believed do enter into rest. All this being uptight all the time is a lack of faith. Hmm? It's being worked up, being frustrated, agitated, upset all the time is a lack of faith. And when you know what the Lord has told you, it's worse than that. You're being stubborn, refusing to do what he told you to do. And it causes all kinds of problems causes problems in your body, in your mind, with your soul, in your relationships. Right? You can't be on edge all the time. And things go well and go good. You got to relax. Somebody take a breath. (sighs) You got to relax and say, birds are eating all over the planet today. Is that right? I mean, we got fat birds right here in Sarasota. Is that right? Fat birds. We got some of those big sandhill cranes, you know. They think this is their place here. Is that right? They think they just let us use it some. But I, have you ever looked in the eyes of those guys? I assure you, they are worrying about nothing. Nothing. They do not have a care in the world. Yeah, but they're just dumb birds. And how's it helping you? Being so intelligent and worrying all the time. How's that helping you? (laughs) It's actually holding you back. It's actually in the way. He said, uh, uh, Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like these. If God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow's cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Did the Lord tell you that if you trusted him, he would feed you? Yes. That if He tr- you trusted him, he would clothe you? Yes. He would take care of you? Is he a liar? No. Can you count on this? Yes. Then you need to relax. Yes. And I need to relax. We just need to say, well, that's it. No need thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat good. We're going to wear good. We're going to live good. We're going to drive good. Come on, you. Listening? We're going to have. We're going to have good church facilities. We're going to have everything that we need, right? And I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to miss one wink of sleep about it. I'm not going to fret at all. I'm going to submit to the instructions of the head of the church and do what he told me to. Do. He commanded you and me. Don't let your heart be troubled. Didn't he? Does that sound like a command to you? Don't let your heart be afraid. And by faith and with his help, I can do what he told me to do. He goes on to say, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Did he say, don't do it? Don't do it. it. Then what are we going to do? Don't do it. After all these things the Gentiles seek, your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Take no thought for the morrow. An- that doesn't mean you can't make any plans, it just means you can't worry about it. No anxious, fearful thought. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. How many know God's already got a plan? You don't have to come up with one. He's, he's already got one. Yes. You just got to find out what He's already got planned for you. Amen. Sufficient to the days. that There will be plenty of stuff to deal with. Uh, then don't worry about it. Cast your care over on Him. Yes. Go to Philippians 4 in closing, I think. <laughs> whether whether it's we close or not, you're not going to worry about it. That's
1: right?
0: <laughs> right? <That's> right. <laughs> If I preach to 2.30,
1: 2.30, 2.30, (laughs) 2.30.
0: Is it true that most people are in a hustle, bustle, edgy, fearful frame of mind night and day? And it is wrecking their life. It is. It's messing up everything around yeah. them. But you and I should live different. You should be a witness That's to it. the people you live around, That's right. the people you work around. Amen. Is that right? Amen. They should like Amen. being around you. Because you are so peaceful. Amen. Hmm. That's right. You're so peaceful. Just no fret, no anxiety. People should like being around you because you're always up. You're always positive. Right? And no matter how bad it is or what anybody's saying or done wrong or is wrong, still, they look at you and you go, God's still on the throne i tell you that. And it's not too big for him. And he's brought us through everything else. And we I don't know how. I don't know the details. But I'll tell you this. We're coming out. We're coming out. Every need's going to be met. Every bill's going to be paid. I'm going to get what I need in my body. I'm going to get what I need in my mind, in my relationship, in our ministry. We're coming out. We're coming out. We're coming out. And when the dust clears... I'll be standing here with the victory, with the blessing in hand, giving all the glory to God. So why should I fear when it's going to turn out like that? Why should I fear? Why should I be anxious? Why should I be worrying? Worrying. I'm not. Glory to God. God. Philippians 4, are you there? Philippians 4, 4. What does it say? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord on those rare occasions when everything is going good and right. We know it doesn't happen often, but when it does and the planets align, then be happy and and show some rejoicing, huh? No, 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 no. no. Our faith, our joy, our peace is not determined by anything out here. I don't know if you got that or not. You need to say it out loud. My peace, my joy joy is not determined by anything anything out here. here. If that's true, then nothing out here can take away your joy. Right. Nothing out here, no matter what happens out here, it can't take away your peace. Rejoice in the Lord. All way. Does that mean all the time? All the time. And again, I say rejoice. It's hard to worry and fear while you're rejoicing. Isn't it? It's a real conflict. Huh? Am I supposed to be crying and feeling sorry for myself? I'm rejoicing. Let's see. Hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can you do both at the same time? It's very difficult to do both at the same time. What are we supposed to do? No fear. No worry. No anxiety. No doubt. No unbelief. No depression. No depression. So what if I die uh, honey you're going to die <laughs> soon and very soon we're all out of here if the Lord tears is coming that much longer we're out of here you're going to die your dog your cat your parakeet your goldfish and all your flowers <laughs> but for the child of God dying is not even close to the worst thing that could happen to you you need to be worried about that either you worried about dying? I'm not. I'm not. You say, well, I don't know about it. Well, I'm telling you. I have zero concern Hallelujah. about, I know what happens when you die. Hallelujah. You quit breathing, your heart stops, your body falls in a pile on the floor, and you step out of it. Yeah. You step out of it, and you're looking at it, and you go, whoa, I didn't know I was that old. <laughs> But you know what? I am glad about this because I feel good. I feel good. Completely free from the restraints and the hindrances of all this junk. And your, your big angel's going to be standing there and go, hey. Whoa. Yeah, you are right there. Um, he said, you ready to go? Yeah, yeah. You want to see some neat stuff? How about I take you through the Milky Way and show you some stuff? Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're out of
0: here. You're gone. Yeah, yeah. To be with Jesus, to be. Didn't say like to be absent from the body is to be yes. present yes. with the Lord? Yes. Why should you worry about that? Yes. Why should you get all worked up, all upset about? It? And if you're not afraid to die, it's hard to shake you on stuff. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It really is. It, yes. It's hard for the devil to mess with you on stuff. If you're not even afraid to die, you just get to the point where you're just not afraid. Period. And when you get like that, now you're ready to live. Now you're ready to live without the restraints and without the spirit of intimidation and fear and and all that junk. What if this? What if that? What will they think? What will they say? You just... (laughs) That'll choke you down and keep you at the house. (laughs) Oh, but when you get free from fear and you get free from all that junk, man, you'll break out and bust a move. You know what I'm talking about? You, You will break out and do something for God and not be afraid to and not be ashamed. I know you may not know some of these things, but uh, when we stepped out to build this church here, one in Branson, too, we didn't have the money to do it. when We stepped out to build that church in Branson. We had no congregation. And we got a 3,000 seat with 2,500 seat auditorium and property with no congregation and no money. That's busting the move. I <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now that won't work unless you've heard from God about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously we had because yeah. it did. But I had people tell me, they were concerned about me. <laughs> Brother yeah. Keith, what do you need that great big place for? Do you know what kind of bills there are? I mean, what about the utilities on a place like that? I mean, injured? we're talking, of, you know, property. Well, if you don't think so, we'll send the electric bill to your house next time. And uh, he would say, Brother Keith, you got a good ministry. You can't get to all the invitations. What do you need all this for? And I I prayed about it and I checked my heart and finally I I told one of them, I said, look, I'm a man. I could miss it. I could mess up. And if I do, I'll admit it and I'll say, hey, I missed God. But I would rather do that, fall flat on my face, trying to obey God. Come on, are you listening to me? Than to be too scared to step out and try or leave. Come on, are you with me? You understand what I'm talking about? Because fear will paralyze you. Fear will keep you in a jail cell. Fear will keep you down and keep you from obeying God. Keep you from receiving and doing what you're supposed to do. Somebody say, not me, not me, not me. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. What are you going to do instead of worrying and fearing? Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Hey! <laughs> no worries, no fears, just non rejoicing rejoicing in the morning rejoicing at the noontime rejoicing when the sun goes down praise the Lord praise the Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord verse 6 all this goes together be careful for what Nothing. for what Nothing. for what Nothing. should you take that literally be, be full of care, worry, and anxiety for what? For what? If you're not being full of care or anxiety about anything, how much upset would you be? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, what, what am I going to do if I don't worry? I've had people look at me when it, when it finally dawned on them that they'd just been worrying nonstop. I've had them look at me and ask me, well, what do I do now? (laughs) They're really, they're lost without it. It's been their constant companion. Mm. It's how they've failed their hours. Sitting and looking out the window and worrying about this one. Worrying about that. What if this happens? What if that don't come through? Dear Lord, what if that don't happen? And if you're used to that night and day for decades... It's a bit of a shock to your system to go from that to zero worry. You're like. You're like somebody that smoked 10 packs a day. You're like. Where's my smokes? Where's my fear? I need to be thinking about this fear. No, you don't. Put your hand down. You need to get free. You need to replace that fear with something else. Come on. You need to replace that fear. With rejoicing in the Lord, thanking God. Huh? The bird lily (laughs) (laughs)
1: lifestyle.
0: (laughs) Lily bird. (laughs) Lily bird life flow. Be be careful for nothing. What are you going to do? You pray about it. You bring it to the Lord. He already knew about it. And you don't just beg him night and day. You asked him. He heard you. He's got a good memory. You don't have to tell him another thousand times. He knew it before you told him. What you need to do is believe that he heard your prayer. Believe you receive the answer you need. And then do what? Thanksgiving. 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 Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. That's what you fill your mouth with. That's what you fill your mind with. That's what you fill your heart with instead of worry and fear. You fill it with praise and thanksgiving. Verse 7, and if you do that, what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? The peace of God that passes all understanding will come into you. This is something beyond you. This is something bigger than you so I don't know if I can do it by myself. Well, you can't, but you don't have to. The peace of God that he said he gave us, it'll come into you. It'll come on your mind. It'll come on your heart. Say it out loud. The peace will come. The peace will come. The peace will come on my mind. It'll come on my heart. It'll keep me. Hallelujah. Through Christ Jesus. But that's not the end. You, you can pray. You can cast your cares over on, the, over on the Lord. You can start praising and thanking God and the peace of God come and you'll be doing good and yet 30 minutes later if you want to start worrying about that thing you can mess it all up. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got to do afterwards? Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Finally brethren. So all this goes together. What do you do? You got to get a hold of your mind. Yeah. Whatever things are true Whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report. What if it's a bad report? Don't think. I can't think about it. Yes. Virtuous, praiseworthy. Do what? A very specific, select list of things. Yes. I can think on this. Yes. I can't think on the other, because yes. if I do, it's gonna it's gonna feed fear to me. It's going to get me back in fear. I can't think about that other stuff. I can't talk about. Can you choose what you talk about? Can you choose what you listen to? You can. Is he telling us direct your thinking in this area? Say it out loud. Think Think. on these things. things. We got to be selective. And if we'll hold our mind in the right place, that peace that came on us will stay on us. It'll remain on us. And we'll stay in peace. We'll stay in in, uh, joy. We'll stay in faith. And we'll see the victory. Can you say glory Glory to to God? Glory to God. God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's lift up our hands. Let's lift up our praise to God. Let's thank him for showing us how to live victoriously. Lord, we thank you. 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 We thank Thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. (laughs) Oh, come on, lift your hands. Lift your praise, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, 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 we thank you. you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Said out loud, Lord, I cast all my cares, all my anxieties. All my worries, all my fears, I cast them all over on you, and I refuse to worry. I refuse to fear. I keep my mind on you, and you keep me in perfect peace. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Ushers come, let's get ready to serve the people. We could not do this. We we could not have